This is Patrick and Vanessa Zangardi, and you're listening to Demand and Brand. The podcast where we cover marketing trends and techniques to help you succeed in marketing. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Demand and Brand, the podcast where we talk all about marketing and sales strategy and demand generation and really the wide world of positioning, branding, and marketing your business. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of really, truly understanding who your audience is and how you can speak to them in the most effective way, really to connect with them uh, on a deeper level to help to make brand loyalists, um, to, to connect with your audience and really make yourself top of mind for them and to be a value add for them. So as marketers, we always, always are talking about the importance of knowing your audience. But I think where a lot of marketers tend to fail or fall short is by thinking that just by knowing some of the basics about their demographics or, you know, the type of company that they work for or anything like that, that they're doing enough. And while that might be a good start and it might be enough in some cases, we really recommend getting deeper as it relates to understanding who your audience is. Because without a deep understanding of who your target demographic is, your marketing efforts can fall flat. You can waste your time, you can waste your resources, and you can put content out there or marketing campaigns out there that just don't get the traction that you really need and that you want. Um, When teams are lean, whether you're a small marketing team, maybe you're an individual contributor that's kind of managing all marketing efforts on behalf of your company, whether that's a company you work for or maybe one that you own and and run on your own, um, times are, are, you know, teams are lean, excuse me. And you really are going to want to maximize every bit of content and every bit of effort that you put into your campaigns. So here's a few ways that you can really get more bang for your buck and more value out of your marketing. And again, it all comes back down to knowing who your customers are and knowing what your audience wants. The first thing that we recommend, and this isn't, by the way, this isn't going to be rocket science. This isn't anything that's brand new information. This is just hopefully presented in such a way that makes it more actionable and maybe can give you some quick wins. So first step um, is to do market research. So really, it's the foundation of understanding your audience. When you really go deep and you collect information about your uh, your customer and your audience's industry, the competitors or the type of businesses that they kind of compete with, um, you're going to be able to uh, think from their perspective or from their point of view. And when we're talking about market research, we're talking about um, you know diving in and understanding the size of a market. Is their industry growing? Is it contracting? Um, who are the big players in the industry? Whether that means big companies or if there's like large influencers in that industry, or even in some some businesses, understanding what the regulatory or the compliance landscape may look like. Because if you're servicing an industry that is regulated or has any uh, uh, any legislation that may impact the business, you should know about that. And that should be part of your strategy is being that thought leader, that expert. So um, let's kind of go a little bit deeper into market research. Some of the steps that you need to, to take into uh, consideration. Where to talk to the very early uh, 
beginning of this conversation, we talked about doing uh, demographic research. So this is all prerequisite, right? This is all stuff that should just be standardized. You need to be doing this. Um, that includes the general age, uh, location, um, other basic kind of demographic information about the people that you're trying to connect with, your audience. Um, it's a good starting point, and it's something that will, uh, at the very least, help you to, to kind of frame your uh, content and frame your strategy around these people. One step deeper beyond demographics is understanding your audience's interests, their values, lifestyle, behaviors, even hobbies. Like, what do they do? This is called psychographic analysis. So these psychographics um, are a, a, a layer deeper than demographics. Demographics are basics, age, sex, location, etc. Psychographics are more personality-based. Again, it's what they do, what they like, um, what their hobbies might be, how their lifestyle um, you know, is at work and, and outside of work. Um, it might sound silly because it's something that isn't directly equated to um, dollars and cents, but understanding your audience is not silly, right? Really kind of being able to play into what their interests are, um, understand kind of what's going on in, in their uh, world and, and understanding what their perspective and worldview is, is going to be invaluable. And in some cases, it's going to be an immeasurable amount of value. It's, it's hard to really put a number to that, um, but it's something that's extremely important. Finally, in market research, uh, if we're thinking about this as like a, a kind of a, a trifecta, you've got the demographic, psychographic, and then finally you've got the competitive analysis. So that's studying both your competitors as well as studying the competitors uh, maybe the companies are targeting if you're in a B2B space. Um, if you're studying your competitors, you can understand who they're targeting and why, what their messaging looks like. That's going to provide gaps. Uh, it's going to provide you, excuse me, the, the visibility into how they're operating and see if there's any gaps in their operations that maybe you can use or opportunities that you can use to differentiate your brand. We find it to be extremely uh, eye-opening um, as marketers when, we're, when we do that because there's always, always an opportunity that you can take. And that's really what marketing is, right? Marketing is about understanding um, how can you make an impact on your audience? How can you drive them to take action? So it has to start with an opportunity. And the best way to find that opportunity is to do your research. I'm gonna move on now, and we're gonna talk about buyer personas. Um, buyer personas are nothing new. Again, it's nothing groundbreaking. If you've ever read a HubSpot article, and I'm sure many of you have, they talk about buyer personas or audience personas. Um, or avatars, you know, there's many different words and, and terms for this. But essentially what the buyer persona is, I'm just gonna, I, I guess, like define it in very broad strokes here. A buyer persona is a kind of a, a realistic, yet fictional or kind of, you know, conceptual um, makeup of your customer. And so there's semi-fictional representations of that customer. And um, it includes their demographic information, it includes pain points and goals. It could also include stuff like a name. You know, so for example, if you're servicing the financial industry, um, your uh, avatar or your customer persona may be named, I don't know, 
Betty Banker, right? Maybe Betty Banker is a uh, senior level um, executive. Mia, the dog, she agrees. Maybe Betty Banker is a, a senior level executive at a bank. Uh, maybe she is between, let's say, 45 and 65 years old. Let's say that she lives in a metropolitan city. And let's say that she reads things like Forbes or Entrepreneur uh, Magazine. And maybe she listens to NPR. Um, maybe she uh, you know, drives to work uh, 30 minutes each way and listens to podcasts. These are things that helps to kind of create a persona, create a, um, a representation of your audience. And by understanding kind of what they do, what they like, how they live their lives and what they do at work, you're able to start to think about ways that you can advertise or market or otherwise influence, in this case, Betty Banker. Um, if you know that she listens to NPR and, uh, and, and, and you are a, an accounting firm, you know, a, a services business, Maybe it's worthwhile to advertise on NPR because you'd be connecting with that audience, right? If you know that she listens, uh, or excuse me, if she uh, reads Entrepreneur Magazine, perhaps there's a way that you can um, somehow get into writing with that, whether that is doing what I uh, lovingly call to as an advertorial, where it's like a pay-to-play kind of um, placement of, uh, of an article within a magazine, uh, maybe it's an advertising uh, opportunity or something like that. Again, really, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but the idea is to understand what does Betty Banker do? Um, how does she live her life? And what are ways that we can, as marketers, get in front of Betty Banker and influence her to take action with your brand? A step deeper that, uh, is, is related to audience analysis and really understanding your customer is to collect data as you're able to within the confines of any GDPR legislation or can spam or any type of compliance, of course, but collect data on your marketing campaigns and, and on your user activity. So on your website, um, you know, many of us already are using things like Google Analytics or like Facebook uh, pixels or LinkedIn insight tags and stuff like that. By collecting this data, you're able to understand how are people interacting with your marketing platforms, whether it's owned like your website or if it's uh, earned like on social media or other platforms like that. When you understand how people are using the content or how they're interacting with your brand, you can then start to see opportunities in areas that you can directly um, update, right? So if you start to see a specific page on your website is getting a lot of traction, but in terms of views or hits, but maybe it's not converting into leads. Well, it's time to then analyze your website and say, well, what can we do to make Betty Banker or whoever your avatar is, what can we do for them to make it so it's easier for them to take action? Maybe the messaging is wrong. Maybe your call to actions need to be updated um, or something like that. You also might be able to see that um, there's other content opportunities. For example, um, speaking from, from a you know, personal professional um, experience that we've had recently, we noticed that a page or a collection of pages on one of our client sites was just getting so much time spent on the page. And they were all related to a certain topic. They were like blog articles and resources and things like that, which led us to come to the conclusion that we need to be creating more content um, related to that, con that, that, that concept. 
And as soon as we did that and we started to uh, kind of do some more content marketing around that and driving more people to it, we really began to see more uh, both views and shares on our social media content as well as hits and engagement on our website because we were responding to what customers wanted when they were interacting on the site. So that's a, a direct example of how collecting and analyzing your data can help to influence new decisions and new directions in your marketing. This one here, depending on what camp you're in, is going to either make you squeal with excitement or squeal with it like agony. And that is engaging on social media. We're all on social, or a lot of us are, right? And it's the easiest way or the most direct way to interact with your audience at large. And what I mean by audience at large is like, if, um, if you're able to embed yourself within a community or a conversation on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram, TikTok, whatever platform your audience is on, you're going to have firsthand visibility into what they're talking about and how they're interacting online. So when you're engaging with them, it's going to help you to create content and assets that are going to be more relatable to them. And it's going to give you a step up against the competitors that may not be doing the exact same thing. Okay, so let's wrap this up with uh, our final recommendation, which is to stay up to date with kind of what the trend is in that audience's industry or in their lives. So by keeping tabs on what's happening in the zeitgeist or on social media or anything like that, just like I was referring to before about saying engage in social media, it's going to give you a step up against the competitors and you're going to start to see trends before they peak so you can ride the wave all the way up. So know what's going on in their industry. And as I mentioned at the top of this episode, understand kind of what might be happening in the legislation or in regulations or in any type of governing bodies within an industry, because that, again, is going to help you to connect with an audience. Just the sheer fact that you put the effort in to know what they're dealing with day in and day out is going to set you above those that are not doing that. So there's a couple of quick and easy tips that you can take today and that you can take as, make into part of your ongoing strategy and overall kind of way of doing business when it comes to knowing your customers. Knowing your customer and knowing your audience is the best way to create better content and it's the best way to connect more authentically with your audience.